Guys, I am so excited to be bringing you another episode of the Kenny and Co show reporting live from a new location, Tim's office. Um, we have not completed the podcast closet that I have planned for upstairs, nor have I even set up my office yet. So Tim's office looks like it's the next best thing for the foreseeable future. So I hope the audio is good. If it isn't, just never listen to this podcast ever again. But I'm glad to be back for another episode of the Kenny and Co Show. I can never remember if I say that or not. So Kenny and Co Show, just over and over again. <laughs> but we had a little bit of a wonky week last week. So um, I didn't really know what I wanted to talk about this week. I had plans and then life happens. And then somehow the plan of what you wanted to talk about goes right out the window because it just seems so irrelevant and trivial. And this past week, I've had some friends that are really going through it. Some serious stuff has been happening. And it's really hard to watch your friends experience pain or grief or loss or anything like that. So that's just what's kind of been weighing on my heart um, a little bit. And so it just was like a little weird to, you know, come on a podcast and talk about all stupid shit, which I can almost guarantee I'm going to start talking about stupid shit in no time. But I just wanted to preface that, that that wasn't my intention. So if you're finding that you're in a weird headspace this week, I think you're not alone. Whether you're going through any sort of grief or loss or anything of the sort, or it's just life. <laughs> I was talking to my friend and life is a trip. Like it is a wild experience that somehow, some way, shape, or form we signed up for in an alternate universe or other lifetime. We were like, you know what? You know what? Give me the hard shit. Give me the really tough stuff. I got it. I need to learn through that. So somewhere where I signed that contract or wherever we signed that contract, I would like return to sender, please, because sometimes you just want the light shit, you know? Who signed up for like the cakewalk this go around? I'll tell you who I can name about four people off the top of my head. Anyway, so what I thought we would do today to kick things off is I always pull a, I guess you'd call these like Oracle cards. Yeah. Oracle cards. These are Rebecca. I know you can't see this, but Rebecca Campbell work your light Oracle cards. You can get them on Amazon. They are so pretty. I don't know if you ever use anything like this, like affirmation cards or just like, I don't know, tarot cards or tarot if you're in the know, you know? If you know, you know, um, but these are really, really beautiful and they're really pretty. And I think some of you guys, um, I think actually my friend Britt got me into these. So what I was thinking what we could do is I could just pull a card and I could see where, you know, the universe sends us today. So I'm going to shuffle them. So you might hear that in the background or you'll hear one of the dogs panting or something. I'm going to shuffle them and then we're going to give it a go. And I don't know if you're like me, but if I don't get a card that I like, I put it back and pick another one. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Okay. I'm separating the deck and I will pull from the middle. Okay. Let's see. Jesus, Mary, I get the same fucking card every time. The ever unfolding rose. All right. Well, when I first got this deck, this was the first card that I pulled. And I kid you not, it's probably the card I've pulled the most. So. Let me find its description and I shall read it to you because apparently there is something that we need to learn here. So the ever unfolding rose, it says cracked open. It's happening for you, not to you. Well, thank you for that. All right. So 
bear with me while I read the rest of this. The challenge of life is to keep your heart open when you most want to close it, to let life crack you open, to open through hurt and loss. Okay. To allow what is falling away to fall away. Being human is a courageous act. Okay. This is weird. A life well lived is full of losses and tragedies. I'm not laughing at that, but this is weird. As much as triumphs and adventures. Wherever you find yourself at the moment, life is coaxing you to keep your heart open no matter how much it hurts. To continually unfold to let life crack you open. Perhaps you are going through a difficult time right now. Instead of cursing the difficulty, see it as a blessing. To open yourself up to truth that perhaps, as hard as it may be, life is happening for you, not to you which I feel like we always know that, but man, that is a tough pill to swallow. And one day in the not too distant future, you may just bless the thing that broke you down and cracked you open because the world needs you open. Now is the time to go gently, to treat yourself like a tender, sweet baby, to wrap yourself in a blanket and trust that the mother has you cradled in her arms. The seas may not all be smooth sailing, but you are safe and you are held. One day, not too far from today, you will look back at the transformation and be blown away at the poetry of life. Everything is going to be okay. Well, frig. I've got to send that to my friend because we literally just had the exact conversation. This is so weird. So the work your light that always like puts a little um, thing to focus on at the end. It says everything is going to be okay. Let it crack you open. So I don't know if you needed that, but that is bizarre that that is the card that I pulled. It's bizarre that it's a card I keep freaking pulling, but nevertheless, I think, uh, needed to hear it today. So that's creepy. Speaking of, I don't know if you've ever gone to any sort of medium or energy worker or healer or had Reiki done or anything like that. It is the most amazing magical experience ever. So if there is someone that you were trying to connect with in the great beyond, and you cannot connect with them using your own intuition and your own spidey senses. Use someone that is like skilled in that department because it is the most amazing, cathartic experience you will ever have. A friend, a few of my friends, we use the same woman and we've gone to different people. And anytime we have like a really cool experience, we come back and share about it and we just are blown away. And that just reminded me that I need to book a session because the one woman that I go to, if you're local, she's actually in Manasquan. Um, she only allows you to come once a year. So I'm due for my, I'm due for my, uh, my past ancestors meeting. Uh, so I need to go and give her a call and make an appointment because, uh, I got some, I got some shit to discuss. I got some things. I got some questions to ask them that I've been, you know, asking at night, you know, before I go to bed and say my prayers and do all that stuff. I've been asking for these things and uh I don't see them happening. And that's okay. I know that it's happening in its own time, but I would like maybe a a forecast of sorts. Maybe a hey like it's right around the corner or you got 10 more years. Something like that because I feel like at times at times I'm just like mm, should I just roll it in, roll it up. What is it saying? Throw in the towel. That's what it is. Throw in the towel. I'm being dramatic, but you know, I know you know exactly what I'm talking about. I know you're experiencing probably the exact same thing because apparently when we all signed our human contracts, we signed them together and we signed up for all the shit. And then here we are. Here we are staring out the window, looking at four horses. (laughs) How did I get here? If you would have told me 
two years ago, three years ago, no, two years ago, even that in the not so distant future, you will be living on a seven acre horse farm, taking care of four horses and three goats. And I say taking care of lightly because, you know, most of the legwork Tim does, I feed the horses, but Tim loves like being old McDonald. So he does a lot of that, but I still, I don't know if I would have believed you. And now that we're here, I'm like, huh, it's not as hard as it looks. I think a lot of things like this, you always think, oh, I can't possibly do that. I don't know anything about that. But you know who does know? You know who knows exactly how to do all this? YouTube. YouTube and Google. They know how to do everything. So if you ever come across something in your life where you feel like, "Mm, man, I wonder how to do that, you just have to Google it. It's the wildest thing. So safe to say there's been a lot of Googling going on over here, but we are about a month into our move officially out to the farm, and it has been amazing, wild, crazy, unsettling, fulfilling, all the things all at once. It has been so surreal, like to actually be out here is weird, is so weird. And I say out here because it's west of where we were living, so just out here just makes more sense. But it has been a wild adventure already, and it's only been a little over a month. We finally had some friends down, and they stayed the weekend, and it was awesome to be able to show them, you know, the horses, and they have kids, and just to see how excited it made them. It was it was really, really sweet, and it felt like we lived, you know, on a petting zoo, and I was okay with that. But it's cool, like, getting all the furniture settled and guest rooms and all that stuff. It's weird. It's I still don't even remember moving out of Hillsdale our last house and then moving to my mom's house. And then it's just so, so weird. So I think a lot of the way I, you know, I've been feeling some type of way for like the last couple of weeks between the wedding being over and just being so hyper-focused on planning a wedding in four weeks that I didn't think I took a breath. And then for it to be over with, and then, you know, trying to get thank yous out. And no, can we talk about this for a second? Thank you notes. Let's just take a a brief moment and go over this. So when you have an event of any kind, you need to send a thank you note. And if you're like me and words are your love language, I'd like to think of myself as like a wordsmith, if you will. But words are my love language. I am about as long-winded as they come. Writing thank you notes takes me so long. I cannot just put thank you on a piece of paper and send it on in the mail. I can't do it. My whole body would like, go into shock. So now I've got to send thank you notes out, which I am so happy to do because I absolutely love writing and love writing thank you notes, but I have crushing, crippling anxiety that it's already been a month and I've only sent like a handful to maybe 10 out. And then I keep saying, I'm going to do one a day. And then that next one, I say, I'll do today's tomorrow and I'll just do two tomorrow. And then the next day comes, I'll just do the last three days today and I'll just do four today. And then it just keeps happening. It's like a runaway train. So I don't know what the etiquette around how long it takes to send thank yous out, but I feel like I'm very behind. So that's what I'm trying to focus on is get thank yous out because what I wish I would have done is sent like a blanket mass, not even a mass, just like text messages to people just to thank them for coming because I feel like saying nothing feels like so weird to me. I feel awkward. I feel like, oh my God, I saw, you know, Sally Joe at my wedding and I haven't talked to her since. And I'm so happy that she came, but I can't tell her until I send her a thank you note, which could be another month from now. 
Like that is weird. So I motioned to make text thank yous to preempt the formal written thank you a thing. I'm, I'm all for it. So if I ever have another event or a party or anything, be prepared. You're going to get a text message from me thanking you. And then I'm also going to send you snail mail by carrier pigeon, but it might just take a really long time. But anyway, I digress. So moving, trying to like re-assimilate yourself to like new surroundings. So we moved from Hillsdale to my mom's, had to kind of figure out my groove and rhythm of like routine and stuff there. And then, you know, to just do it all over again out here. So I'm chill, chill. I'm still trying to get like my sea legs with everything. Like, where do I walk? Where is the park? Can I take the dogs out? Like all these things. So we're getting there little by little. I'm trying to give myself grace and that it doesn't all have to be figured out right now, but it's like a weird kind of stress. It's a beautiful blessing kind of stress because it's a first world problem. I'm fully aware, but nevertheless, it's still, you know, feels like bricks on your shoulders. It's very bizarre, but what is going really well is stuff with work and career stuff, which is great. I finally feel like I'm back in a flow. I think over the summer and just shifting and, you know, planning and doing all this stuff, it's, I am someone that loves a lot of balls in the air, but even sometimes I put too many balls in the air. So it's nice to be back and kind of feeling like a flow with work and some behind the scenes things. I am loving doing these podcasts and it's my goal and my hope that like I can get sponsors and I've just gotten someone to help me edit with stuff because I have no problem talking, but your girl with editing, I love to edit too. And that's like, what's crazy. Like I am actually pretty good at it, but it's just one of those things that takes me forever. So I've got somebody to help me with that, which is awesome. Shout out to Liz. Thank you for keeping the ship sailing. And just, it would be really cool. Like I was thinking the other day, I was like, how cool would it be if, you know how people go on tour with podcasts and stuff like, and we came to like a city near you. I'm going to manifest that. I'm going to put that on my vision board, like a podcast tour. I don't know what the frig we're going to talk about, but figure something out. I'm never short on words, so I will find something, but that would be so freaking cool, right? So that's a goal. So I'm excited to have like a space, my office to be creative, to do all the things regrouping on a couple of things, you know, starting things over that I kind of push to the side. I'm like, I feel good. I'm trying to focus on that because I think there's just a lot of other feelings and, and just sad things going on that, you know, I don't mean sad, like I don't want to focus on them because they're sad, but just, you know, sometimes I can, I can focus too much on the feelings of things instead of all the other good things that are going on. So isn't that so weird? I was just saying that to somebody about grief, how if you're listening, and I'm sure you have in some capacity experienced grief, whether it be like a pet or like a parent or a family member or someone close to you, whatever it is, everybody has experienced grief. And someone actually told me this one time, if you're ever getting aggravated at someone, just remember that someone close to them died. And then you just have all this like empathy and compassion for the person. So Next time, you know, someone's getting all sassafras with you, just remember at some point they lost someone they loved and so have you. And, you know, just to have a little more empathy and compassion. And that's probably why they're a bitch. Or the other option is they have chronic back pain. That's what I use now. So after having back pain last fall, 
I now understand that anyone that gives you grief about anything and is just annoying or nasty or a bitch or an asshole, they're just experiencing chronic back pain and, or they just lost someone that they really love. So if you just like go through life with that, I feel like things just become a little bit easier and you just give people a little bit more grace, but I digress. What I was talking to my friend about was how grief is this crazy experience it's all part of the human experience. Clearly, that's what the ever unfolding rose was telling me, but it's all part of the human experience. But how bizarre is it that in one moment when you're grieving something, you can have this like all consuming, profound, full body sadness and heaviness and just desperation. And then like five minutes later, you can be laughing your ass off. It is the strangest thing. And I think sometimes when we're in grief or we're trying to support someone through grief, that you think that the only way to grieve is to be in the sadness with them. And I've learned this myself, so I don't know if this will help you. But a few years ago, there was another experience that someone close to me lost someone tragically that was close to them. And it was so difficult for me to deal with. I couldn't even imagine what she was going through, but I was like, oh my God, if I feel this way, how can she even go on? And I was actually working with uh, a therapist at the time and she helped me realize that you don't actually have to absorb those feelings in order to help someone grieve through a process. You just have to hold space. And that was really relieving to me or it helped me better understand what going through grief is like. So if you find yourself, especially empaths, if you're someone that absorbs a lot of energy, if you feel very intuitive, you sometimes can accidentally take on the other person's feelings because you're like, I know how they feel. Oh my God. And then you go there with them. And then that kind of doesn't help because then you're not in a good space to then support them. So that was really helpful. I don't know if that even resonates with you or lands with you, but if you know, you know, if you don't, then I guess you don't. But it's funny because, you know, when you go through grief or loss or anything of the sort, it's like these highs and lows happen at the same time. Sometimes like even within the same breath, it's so weird. It's so weird. But at the same time, like this is the shit we signed up for. (laughs) Being a human being is so complicated and so weird, but I don't know. So I think when you, or if you're ever, you know, supporting someone through grief, or even if you're going through it, you know, on your own and it's affecting you, just knowing that the range of emotions, you know, they say whatever, it's like the seven stages of grief and it's like anger, frustration, acceptance, guilt, whatever, you know, you know, you know, or Google it. You know who does know? Google. Google would know. I should probably look it up. But whatever the stages of grief are, I think people think that you go through them as as like mile markers and you pass one and then you're like, all right, I'm, d- I'm done with the anger. Bring me the sorrow and sadness. And like, that's not how it goes. It's Those are the stages, but the stages could happen all in one day. They could happen within the same hour. And they also happen over the span of the rest of your life. It's just, that's just what happens. So I don't know if you're going through it, whatever it might be, just know that you can be really happy and laughing and that's not taking away from the sadness that you're simultaneously feeling because lucky us, we get to feel it all at the same time. (laughs) So anyway, wow, I feel like, you know, nothing like an (laughs) un-uplifting 
podcast episode. I'm just trying to bring you whatever I've got at the moment. And it's not much. It's not much, but it's kind of just what's happening. But on a brighter note, uh, something fun. I'm watching. Well, I'm actually going to bring it right back to me. (laughs) I'm watching uh, a bunch of my friends have the best time out in Scottsdale, Arizona. Beauty Counter is doing an incentive trip out there. And I am watching with admiration and awe and excitement for all of them, but sprinkled with the biggest flakes of salt (laughs) because your girl is pissed that she isn't there. I absolutely love Scottsdale, Arizona. The resort that they're having the incentive trip is at the Phoenician in Scottsdale. If you have been to Scottsdale and you've been to the Phoenician, you know, if you have not been to Scottsdale, Get your ass to Scottsdale. It's gorgeous. But if you haven't stayed at the Phoenician, figure out a way to stay there because it is unbelievable. It is so amazing. We, my mom's friend growing up had a hook up there. We used to stay there every year and it is a, it's a five-star resort. It is some highfalutin hospitality and I absolutely love it. And when I saw that the incentive trip was happening there, I was so pumped up. I was like, this is meant to be. It's going to happen. I've got this on lock. And then I didn't have it on lock. And then I also decided to plan a wedding in the middle of the earning period. So I completely fell off the face of the earth with it. And now I get to sit back with my salt and watch them have the best time ever. But it is fun nonetheless to watch your friends do really exciting things. So I'm like living vicariously through everybody's Insta stories and all that stuff. By the time this comes out, this that trip will be long has been. But nevertheless, it looks amazing in the current moment. So that's been fun to kind of watch and just kick myself in the ass to be like, okay, well, good job on that front. You just dropped the freaking ball. But there'll be another trip and I will earn it. Your girl will be there with bells on. But anyway, I'm looking out the window and watching these horses just run back and forth, which also I've been getting a few questions about the horses because I think what happens is sometimes people miss some stories and then suddenly there's just four horses and they're like, wait, what, what's happening? So these horses we do not own, but they live here <laughs> and they pay rent. <laughs> um, so these horses that we have on the property are race horses they are harness race horses. So that's like the little guy in the back in the carriage. Don't ever tell anybody that I described it like that because that's terrible. I feel like that's like not, not correct at all, but you know what I'm talking about. There's so many things wrong with that. But anyway, so these horses live on the property. There's two in each pasture. One, one's name is seven. The other girl is Lindy. One is midnight and one is no named because her name is not on her. Um, I should know what that thing is. Brindle. I, that sounds like it'd be a horse term. I used to know this guy. So like, I don't want you to think that like, I have absolutely no idea about horses. I have none, but like, I kind of know what I'm talking about. The bit, you know, the harness, not the harness. What the hell is that thing called? I'm literally looking at him. Anyway. So we have one that we really don't know her name. I think it's a girl. We've just been calling her a girl. Anyway, we feed them. So we feed them in the morning and we feed them in the afternoon and they stay here because they're kind of on the IR. They have, uh, they either have to gain a little weight because they just got off their racing season and they're a little skinny or 
they're injured and kind of just need to walk it off basically, because when they're at their training facility, they're training all day and then they're in their stall. So if they're kind of, if they're not training, they would just be in their stall all day. So they come here and are literally put out to pasture and they just eat the grass all day and mosey around. I learned that horses don't really sleep. They sleep like three to four hours a day, which is bonkers. I don't know what they do all night. Like, I just want to put a nest camera out there, like a baby monitor and just see what they do all night. I'm going to ask Tim. We definitely can do that. And that would be some pretty interesting content. I feel like I'm going to have Tim do that because he's like the master of all security stuff and cameras. And I feel like he would (laughs) get a kick out of that. So yeah, so that's what the horses are doing here. They are not ours. We don't ride them. They've actually never had anyone on their backs before because they're harness racers with the guy in the back, the not professional term for that, but you know what I mean? So they're not rideable. I don't know if eventually you could ride them. I think maybe you'd have to train them to like be comfortable with somebody on them, but they're like one to two to three, eh, two years old, just around two years old. So they're all big babies, but they're really, really sweet. And I'm just watching them play. It's really funny. They're really sweet and they're kind of like big puppies. (laughs) That sounds so weird. Big puppies that could quite literally kick the ever-loving shit out of you. So don't ever stand behind a horse. That should go without saying, oh, and Tim's home. But they are like these little big puppies. I mean, the one's back is about as tall as I am. So like six feet like five, maybe it's like five and a half feet. They're huge. Very humbling, very humbling experience. So that's what they're doing here. I think they're going to stay here probably until December. And then maybe we'll get some other horses and just kind of like rotate them through. So it's been exciting. It's so amazing waking up in the morning and seeing all of them out there. Just literally, they're like, good morning. You sleep in. It's like they've been up since 3am. It's very bizarre, but we've been enjoying going to feed them and just like getting to know them and getting familiar with them. Our friends, kids that were here, we're so excited to feed them. And we literally have like a petting zoo. It's for adults and children alike. No cover charge. Again, how did I get here? I don't, I don't know. Just know that if there is anything that you want to do in life, no one has to sign your permission slip. Like I look around this house, I look around our property and I say, who the fuck let us do this? And then I remember nobody because we didn't have to ask anybody's permission. It's the strangest thing. You actually can do almost whatever the fuck you want. It's wild. It's wild. So if you want to pick up and move to a horse farm, do it. If you want to move to the middle of nowhere, do it. If you want to move to the city, do it. (laughs) You want to just do whatever you want to do. It's so weird. I find that like, when I have conversations with people and, and they feel like they can't do something or they shouldn't do something or no, I kind of just should be agreeable. I'll just be like, yeah, oh yeah, of course. That makes sense. so much sense. Like, yeah, definitely don't do what you've been dreaming of doing your entire life. That would be so stupid. But in the back of my head, I'm like, I'm just agreeing with you here just to save face and just not be combative <laughs> and not confrontational. You know how many times I do that? Sometimes I just don't have the energy. I'll I'll be agreeing to shit that I like totally don't agree with, but I'm just like, Ugh, today's not the day. This hour's not the hour. But anyway, back on track. I think that you should go and do 
the thing that lights your soul on fire, the thing that makes you so excited. And just know that no decision you ever make with the exception of a few of a few is ever permanent. So if you decide that you move or you do this or you change jobs or you go here or you start wearing your hair different, it's not forever. It's kind of like the beauty and the curse of it is, you know, you can find out that you actually hate it. And I think for us, that's what happened with this. We kind of went into it with, you know, we've never been the type of people thinking like, okay, we're going to settle down and this is it. Just the way that we have so many interests and they always change. We just know that we're not, that's not for us. So with this, we had like an open mind. We came in, we're like, look, we're going to do this. We love building houses. So that part, you know, we could do over and over again. But if we find out that we hate it, then we don't stay. Like, I think you have to like give yourself the option of the out and then it all becomes way less scary. So I don't know. I don't know where you are in your life and what decisions you've been contemplating, but if that's one of them, just go for it. (laughs) And then if it sucks, don't blame me. Don't come find me. That's on you. You made that decision. You've got to live with it. (laughs) Oh my God. Well, I hope that you guys are feeling good this week. I've been in a weird wonky in and out. I'm getting my period. You know, it's like always, you know, you wonder, am I actually a bitch? And then you look at your calendar and you're like, nope. No, I'm not. Actually, this isn't a personality trait. This is just a time of the month trait. And I mean, if you have serious mood swings, you have like hormonal imbalance and probably should get that checked out. But this is not what I'm talking about. I'm just talking about, you know, when like sometimes your cycle is just like rearing its head and you're just like, ooh, those hormones are all over the place. Maybe you're, you know, overdoing it on the caffeine. Maybe you're eating like shit or maybe you're not sleeping like I have been. And then you wonder why you turn into like an absolute psychopath a week before you get your period. That's kind of the state I'm in right now. This is very cathartic for me, if you couldn't tell. So if you find yourself in the same position in your cycle where you are just, you know, when like you're biting your tongue, but like you don't actually bite your tongue. You just like dig your nails into, you know, into your hands or something. Do you do that? (laughs) Tim thinks I'm crazy. I'll like dig Like not to the point where I'm like, you know, breaking skin, but you know, when you just need to channel the energy somewhere, my therapist told me one time to like, get like a, you know, that's why you need like a stress ball or something to just squeeze when you know that the words that are about to come out of your mouth are not helpful, relevant, kind, (laughs) or pertinent to anything that you're talking about. So you just need to, you just need to channel that energy. I've been gripping my toes and squeezing my nails into my hands quite a bit the last couple of weeks. And I'm like, who, who is she and who invited her? So I'm just going to give myself a little grace and lucky for everybody else. Tim is bearing the biggest brunt of that. So not to worry, you know, the masses, not to alarm anybody, but he's taking it in stride. <laughs> Definitely wants to kill me. We've been married all of four and a half weeks. And things are going well. They're going great, better than ever. (laughs) So I'm just going to try to get through this week and uh, know that you're not alone. We're all in this uh, crazy hormonal roller coaster together. But I think uh, that's that could be all I've got for you today. I feel like we really kind of talked about a lot of non-related topics. So I'm going to bring it all together. (laughs) It is happening. Oh, Lucy almost sent me into a heart attack to bring it all back, to tie it all together. 
while my dogs bark in the background. Oh my God. They drive me crazy sometimes, but it's all happening for us, not to us. We're all in this together. (laughs) And this is the part where I just ramble off a lot of cliches to you that don't help anything at all. But seriously, wherever you find yourself listening to this podcast, I hope that it finds you well. And I hope that whatever you are going through, whatever crazy thing that just happened to you, well, I don't, I don't hope that something crazy just happened to you, but I hope that if something did just happen to you or someone you love, or you lost someone or experiencing grief or sadness or anything like that, that you find time to maybe watch something funny and allow yourself to giggle and to laugh. And then you can get back to the grief and the sadness and the crying because, you know, one has to happen with the other. So I think that's all I've got for you this week. Um, It wasn't much, but it's what I had. (laughs) And I hope that you found something helpful. If anything, that Oracle card was pretty friggin' weird. Of all of the Oracle cards to pull, the ever unfolding rose, which is like taunting me, was very weird to pull that one. And I shuffled. There's other very pretty cards in here that I would like to pull and I have yet to pull them. So maybe we'll do that next week. But in the meantime, be good, eat good food, get a good night's sleep, drink lots of water, you know, do all the things to take care of yourself. The winter is coming and we got to be ready. But until next time, love you, mean it.